Hey everybody, it's Chris and welcome to the Barner Breakdown. Um, today I wanted to start off with the good report and we're here with Andrea Marcaccio from Matchwood Brewing and Bonner County Economic Development Corporation. Yeah. And um, with the good report, we're always looking for what are the good things that are happening in the community? What are the things that are worth, uh, worthy of telling the story about? And so often uh, we will have a two sentence kudos in the Daily Bee, yeah. um, but we don't necessarily hear the whole story of, of stuff that's going on. And and Andrea, you were sharing with me a little bit earlier about something that you guys are doing at Matchwood yeah. that, that you do, which I think is great. And it's totally a great idea and something that's that I think is worthy of a good report. Cool. So so tell us a little bit about your tree. Yeah, it's fun to be able to say this is our second annual Power Ooh. of Giving and Gratitude event. Um, and what that means is on the eve of Thanksgiving, um, Kendon, my husband, and I just went and cut down a few trees on his family's property. Okay. We'll put those up in the next 24 hours. On Wednesday at 5 p.m. until we close, we'll welcome the community in to kind of celebrate this season of gratitude. Right, yeah. Uh, we'll have live music from the powers. So Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Awesome. The, the biggest party day of the year, as I once read. What, uh, what? Everyone's home. You know, mm -hmm. with their families looking for something to do before they fill up on their turkeys. Oh, so, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so people are out and about, and we cool. welcome them to come to Matchwood. A couple things happen. We'll have live music. Um, the Powers, which is a Coeur d'Alene-based um, uh, group. They're acoustic and wonderful. And, Fun. And, and have played at Matchwood before and seem to draw a pretty big crowd. That's great. And then we'll light the gratitude tree. Um, in honor of accepting donations to uh, Priest River Ministries Advocates for Women, yes, which is an organization that uh, supports uh, domestic abuse and sexual assault survivors. Mm -hmm. um, they help over 2,500 families a year. They have locations in Sandpoint, Spirit Lake, and Priest River. So talking to Rhonda yes. uh, just a little while ago, she uh, said that they have 800 client touches a month. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. A month. Yeah. They're Pretty providing well. a service um, that I think is essential to our community. Agreed. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, and so we'll <laughs> be accepting donations under the gratitude tree. You can bring That's diapers, awesome. feminine hygiene products, other non-perishable so shampoos, deodorants for the families. Love it. And yeah. in return, you get an ornament and you can write what you're thankful and grateful for. And so we'll put, a, we'll put a link to Priest River Ministries in there. And do you have any information about the giving tree on your website? Um, it's actually, uh, we have a Facebook event up okay. and then on our Facebook. Instagram, okay. um, you can check it out there. Great. So send over the Facebook event information yeah, sure. and we'll make sure that goes in the uh, links down below, right. whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or where, if you're listening, um, it's on the uh, podcast information page. All right. So uh, with that, that is the good report. Um, it is a season of gratitude and yeah. it's a time, time to be grateful. So I'm uh, super excited to have you with us. Um, just a couple of quick notes. I just want to um, say thank you to Barner Community Housing Agency as a premier sponsor uh, who's helping making this thing go. Uh, we do have a brand new sponsor that's coming up at the beginning of the year. We're excited to partner with them, and uh, we think that uh, it's great to start getting sponsors on board. If you want more content for this show, then then. Um, what you're going to get in uh, the edited version of this. So if you want the unedited from beginning to end version, you can go to our Patreon page and you can subscribe there. Uh, the uh, patronage starts at $5 a month. And uh, at that level, you get the full episode. Um, and then we will have additional extra content that will be going on Patreon as we continue to grow uh, the show. So we ask that you support us there as well. Um, also, if you are a nonprofit, if you are an organization that wants to get the word out about what you're doing in this community, we do ask that you go to bonnerbreakdown.com and fill out a guest uh, questionnaire and uh, let us know a little bit about yourself and we would be in contact with you and try and get you scheduled in here. Uh, we want to hear what all the amazing things are that are happening here as we break down everything that's good happening in Bonner County. Uh, so with that, we'll move right into the rest of the episode now with Andrea Marcaccio. And, and I think we need to hear who are you? Like what, like what brought you to Sandpoint? What got you involved in, um, uh, starting a brewery? Yeah. 
right? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so actually born and raised on the East Coast in Rhode Island, okay. um, but moved out west. Oh, so you're one of those fighters. Yeah. So Rhode Island's known for like... Tough. like we Banty we, roosters. Small state, big attitude. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Good. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, proud of that. Of course, my family still lives in Rhode Island and um, was just back visiting. But I came out west mainly to Montana about 12 years ago and um, fell in love uh, with the, the lifestyle, the appreciation for balance and the outdoors. Um, met my husband, who was okay. born and raised in Knoxon, Montana, hey, right uh, which is, you know, 50 miles just yeah. over the border here. So Sandpoint was home um, in a lot of ways to his family. This is where they came, back to school shopping, dentists, doctors. This was the big city in mm -hmm. comparison. Mm -hmm. um, so when we met about 12 years ago, he took me on uh, my first date to Sandpoint. Oh. Uh, took me to Ivano's. Ooh. Figured my last name matched the cuisine. <laughs> and, gotcha. um, <laughs> and, uh, and we've been together ever since. And we fell in love with Sandpoint. I mean, it's such a great place. Um, and there's a lot of culture here for such a small community. Right, yeah. We were living in Missoula mainly um, okay. and had exposure to the brewing community in Missoula. It's a pretty big brewing yeah, community. Yeah, and in still Missoula. growing. Yeah. You know, people keep Kinda asking wild. the question when does the market get saturated? And I think the question is when you when, stop drinking when beer. When people and stop people drinking beer. People haven't stopped yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. beer yet. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, long story short is we evaluated Sandpoint as a place to open our business uh -huh. um, without um, uh, thinking first about getting some commercial experience. So we actually okay. trained under a husband and wife duo at what is a community-centered um, nonprofit style. Um, they're okay. not actually a nonprofit, but they run their business like a nonprofit uh, where they give a majority of their proceeds back to the community. And um, that's called Imagination Brewing Company. I uh -huh. would highly recommend both cool. their beer and the environment cool. there. Uh, trained under them and then really started exploring the, the move here. Uh -huh. um, moved up, bought a house about three and a half years ago. And as many of the community members watched our development uh, from uh, the construction phase over at the Granary District in partnership with uh, Steve Holt and um, John Edwards. And then uh, really just now celebrated a year and crazy feel great about it yeah it's been so a ride, so for sure. so now you you get married you yeah. move out west yeah um and then you did this internship yeah uh right like it was a like an apprenticeship apprenticeship kind of hands-on um how physical. long was that uh just under a year we okay. spent with them and it was some of it was formal some of it was informal okay. but the idea was to really understand we were home brewers and there's a lot of glorified home brewing sure that happens you know i make yep. the best this i make the best that hey. but if you're going to invest in a production facility <laughs> eatery and tap room yeah. you kind of need to know what you're doing right alcohol is a regulated substance by the federal yep. government yep. it's not like yep. something that you can just pull together you have to yep. know what you're doing so yeah Wanted to take that seriously and also add value to the market and That's make good. sure that we were differentiating ourselves from other people. Good. And it uh, seems like you've done that. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, just uh, from the reputation. And um, I was really impressed with the with the build and the remodel of the space. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a lot of different plans of a lot of different things going into that space. Yes over the years uh very elaborate uh youth centers and ice skating rinks mm -hmm. and i mean just like you like the the scope the location that it's in is amazing yeah, in standpoint yep yeah. and just um looking at all the different options uh, as you came into town and you began thinking okay we're gonna start a brewery mm -hmm. uh, you guys had it in your heart you had it in your mind to do that um how are you able to go from, uh, I got a great idea and we've mm -hmm. got some experience to, we can pull this off and be a success so far, right? Sure. Be successful. Um, what was that process like, especially moving into a town that you're not familiar with, you're not actually from sure. moving in here and going, okay, we were going to locate place. And tell me a little bit about how, how'd you figure all that out? Um, well, we weren't able to find a home right away, and so okay. we actually started to experience the town through like sitting down in establishments and introducing ourselves to everyone from the beer tender at Idaho Port Authority, uh -huh. you yep. know, to you know the Economic Development Corporation. Right, um, and yeah. so. 
My background is community outreach and um, civic engagement organization. Okay. And I really just made a list of key players and influencers in the community and put on listening ears, um, floated kind of the elevator pitch of what our vision was, mm-hmm. um, and spent, it was almost six months just listening to people's feedback. Wow. Whether it was good, bad, indifferent, concern, etc. That's so good. Yeah, it was really, and obviously, um, we're friends with most of those people now who are now patrons of ours. Yeah, but yeah. in that moment, it was really important to make sure that the community was aligned with what we were doing, and figure out a way to introduce ourselves thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that proved to be fruitful. So, what do you, what did you find unique about Sandpoint when you came here? Um, well, we looked at a few other towns to give ourselves some market comparisons. Um, we had some personal values that we wanted to make sure were a part of our life, which was living by mountains, sunshine, and water. That that was actually in our vows, um, which Sandpoint meets most of the time. The sunshine can be a little scarce in the sun, Mm -hmm. in the winter, but, um, so that we really wanted to be a place that identified who we wanted to be as people um, okay. and, and then find a community that matched. So, I mean, the amount of activity in this town, whether it be cultural and arts driven sure. to the quantity of nonprofits who are advocating for the things they believe in. Come on, it's pretty um, amazing. It's an active place yeah. and that aligns with what our brewery mission is as well. Yeah, yeah, so. cool. So you've, you found out that there was a lot of things about Sandpoint that you really liked. Yes. Um, Listening to the community for six months, what were some things that stood out to you? Uh, gosh, that's a long time ago, but I think similar to things we hear today, which yeah. is um, how are you going to participate in the community? Uh-huh. Um, how are you going to be different than the other businesses that already exist? Um, yeah. How can, what do we want to know about your product and why is it different? Um, can I, can we, can, okay, so... Yeah. What what are you going to do that somebody else isn't already doing sure. is such an interesting question Yeah, because I think it comes out of a little bit of a mindset of that there's a limited pie. Sure. Right. This con- And I think it's a concept, right, that there's a limited amount of money here sure. that people have access to. And if you're taking money from some other business mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe a local company that's been here for years. And I think there's a little protectionism, sure. which is understandable. Yeah. But of course, now, you know, we'll get into the economic development sure. side of things. But uh, I think in economics, you realize that the pie is expanding. Yeah, it's growing. It is. This is not a well, limited. We, we it's not a limited. Make thing. it grow too. You can make it grow. Yeah. Right. And I, so I just <laughs> when you mentioned that, like, oh, what are you gonna do? That's not, you know, like as sure. far as and I could, you know, I can hear it. Yeah. Because sure. I have that conversation dealing with the housing side sure, of things. Sure. For sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just thought that was that well, was well, and in, and I think the best part is to take that question and and see it as an asset instead of as um, fear. Totally. Uh, where people are Absolutely. saying, this yep. is a place we care about. We care Absolutely. about everyone who has a business here. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Sandpoint yep. special. So yep. you have to really navigate good or difficult feedback right. with um, with the intent. And I... I I don't think we ever had a conversation that was not well intended. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And, and I think that that's, that is a beautiful part of Sandpoint. Sure. We do protect each other. Yeah. You know, we do watch out for each other. And, and I think part of it too is learning how to expand and how to grow when there has been, um, when it's been poorly done in the past. Sure. You know, yeah. potentially, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you're, you, you go through your process. Uh, when did you open your doors? October 20th, 2018. And congratulations. Yeah, just yeah. a year now. It, it was fun going in there and touring the building and going, yeah. wow, this is a great space. You really uh, uniquely utilize the space. So tell us a little bit about some of the unique features of your space there. Um, well, we call ourselves a neighborhood brewery, mm-hmm. um, A, because we're positioned just on the other side of 5th, which I know is a long way from downtown Sandpoint. Um <laughs> But we find still, ourselves it's still within the Walmart we, parking lot yeah. from the back of Walmart. The, yeah, you're still good. Yeah, um, we we <laughs> definitely are happy to be where we are. We aligned ourselves next to a great community centered uh, business like Evans Brothers, Evans Brothers and that yeah. was intentional. Yeah, good. Um, so we want to create an environment where people can gather, discuss, and create. And we believe beer is a good catalyst for sure. those things. Absolutely. And yep. that beer is a tool to create community. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're the next startup business 
who's sitting down with the Economic Development Corporation or someone else, that you're doing it in an environment that feels comfortable, Okay. Um, that you can have a high-quality product, that you can see the product being made, um, and smell it and feel it and then taste it. Yeah. Um, on top of um, being kind of our location being a key element, uh, we have a community room and uh, kind it. of a large event space with lots of different options. We've hosted uh-huh. everything from um, fun runs and uh bike races all the way down to birthday parties and uh, wedding reception wedding yeah Yeah. had the mayor's wedding reception um and so really just making it what the community needs it to be and try to stay open to that that's cool which is really fun yeah that's great that's great okay so um part of the process that you had to go through was getting the funding for this building yes and getting funding to get to that next level and i think this is where bcedc comes in sure Correct. So tell us a little bit about that process and your introduction to the Economic Development Corporation. Yeah. So at the time, Paul Cushy was the executive director. um, And Paul had this kind of amazing personal and professional experience in the food industry um, uh, through Lighthouse Foods. And so he had, um, you know, it's easy to think of Matchwood as a restaurant or a tap room, but we are a production facility. We have state of the art equipment. We manufacture a product. We follow health and safety guidelines. Of course, and yeah. that is behind the scenes a lot of the days when people show up and have a great beer and a mac and cheese bite. Yeah. Um, and so he was able to help us on the logistical side, thinking through every little detail to how we were going to install a chiller all the way down to. Wow. Um, helping us really think through the resources we needed to identify in order to do that. Okay. Um, and what size and how to scale. And so that was a our first conversation with the EDC was really relaxed and comfortable and made me start thinking about the resources that were lo- locally available. Who could I go and meet with next that maybe has tried something similar and did well or didn't? Uh, who currently... Um, brings in lots of products mm-hmm. uh, from out of outside the Sandpoint boundaries, Lighthouse, etc. So then we began utilizing the EDC as a resource to connect us with physical humans and places, right. as yeah. well as um, potential uh, loaning institutions, set us up with meetings with banks, um, and gave us access to programs that could help us maybe fill in the gaps. So it was kind of full spectrum, and a lot of that information at the time seemed really overwhelming. Sure, yeah. And in hindsight, (laughs) it's a lot easier to say, oh, and then, of course, this is what happens. So I don't mean to think it uh, or mean to say it's such a roadmap that's planned out. It's about engaging in a continuous conversation, and that's what happened with the EDC. Well, and the reality of, of going from step one to step two to step three, hindsight, it's a clean path. Sure. But clearly, no. not when you're walking the, not At, when you're my, my husband got your machete a, out and you're My husband used to say, um, we have a million carts and a million horses. And the day that we can get them all running in the same direction, <laughs> pulling the right cart, then we'll be open. Totally. Um, yeah. And so some days we have about 80% of those, sure, you know, and yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a constant yeah. um, evolution. Okay. Um, when you're uh, looking at... Uh, the process of getting that place opened and the big push, it takes a lot of inertia to get a rocket off the ground. And I think it's the same with launching businesses. I Mm -hmm. do some business consulting and it's always like, no, actually you've got to, the investment is, is going to cost a lot on all the levels. Yeah. Right. It's not just one little, it's not just money. It's not just time. Time, It's 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 all all of it. it. Um, So you get up and running and then you decide at some point to dive in a little deeper with the Economic Development Corporation. So what was that process like? Um, well, Paul was attempting his third retirement. His uh, third. I know. I had the a, conversation with him over yeah. before the Economic Summit last year. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so just a little background on uh-huh. the Economic Development Corporation. So it's a 501c6 nonprofit organization funded by local business leaders and organizations and companies that believe that the community collectively can help prosper our economy um, by, you know, pushing it forward um, and participating in both the challenging and opportunity discussions. So the board of directors at that time were entertaining replacing Paul because of his retirement. I had just gone through the A to Z process alongside the EDC through opening Matchwood. Uh um, With Paul. With Paul. Yep. So I think I had gained some trust with the um, folks who really kind of run the organization. Mm -hmm. And my background is nonprofit management, fundraising, community development, uh, and as a new startup business, 
owner, I think I have this kind of like good balance of all of those attributes that can help, you know, push forward. So Mm -hmm. they um, opened the application process um, and I went through an interview process. And then, yeah, within a month of opening, Matchwood was also named ED of the Economic Development Corporation in which many people still believe that I have something wrong with me for accepting both of those roles. why not? (laughs) But my family always says, if you want something done, ask the busy people. So um, I'm proud to be on the list of busy people. Boy, ain't that the truth. (laughs) Wow. That's a, that's a good, I like that phrase. Yeah. Not really, because I'm always busy. Um, but, um, so you took on the executive director position. Yep. And as executive director at the uh, Economic Development Corporation, um, what, what have you seen this last year? You know, when you've, as, as the director, um, you know, were there, was there anything that really needed to change or was it just kind of furthering the mission? Uh, a couple of things, I think, um, even through my own experience of meeting the EDC, it's a small organization. Yeah. It's, it's board volunteer run with mm-hmm. one staff member. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's an unlimited amount of things that we could do as an economic development corporation. Yeah. And so one of the things that I was really excited to do was really hone in on what can we get done uh-huh. and then how do we further communicate that to the community so that they know what we do do and that we do that well. And then, of course, it's a challenge, grow man. from there. What a challenge! Yeah. So I, I mean, just just the just the pinning it back. Sure. You know, like okay, we've got a thousand things that we can do. Sure. What are we going to choose to do? How was that process with the board? It was great. Um, one of the things that came out of that discussion was expanding strategic partnerships. Okay. And so, as a small organization, um, a we wanted to expand our membership and mm-hmm. make sure that we were representing small to large and everything in between businesses mm-hmm. in our process and hearing their feedback, which we've done, and mm-hmm. I can talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, but then two. Understanding that we aren't the experts in all things and not being embarrassed or shy about that, but embracing it and then welcoming in the voices and people who are. Um, So one thing that we continue to do and just had was our economic development summit where we bring in experts, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from housing like yourself and others um, from across what is a really resource heavy, human resource heavy county. I mean, if you look at crazy. Um, the people who were at this summit, yeah. our agenda is still available online, you know, from well, Mark Brinkmeyer. Well, in way more to, than the agenda is available yeah. online. Sure. Yeah. All Ru- of the recordings. All of the recordings of the entire summit. That's right. Plus transcripts. That's right. I was like, whoa, there's transcripts up? Yeah. So I get I get a call from uh, the gal that's doing the transcripts and she's yeah. like, okay, just here's something that you said that made me chuckle. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's great. You yeah. know, but I think it's, I think that just as a resource. Yeah. For the community, so name the website. Uh, it's BonnerCountyEDC.com, uh-huh. and there's just a tab on there called 2019 Summit. And so you can, if you weren't able to attend, I then you can highly, check it out. I highly recommend anybody who wasn't there, yeah. if you're interested in, in what the educational development, vocational development stuff, right. housing. Uh, we had great keynote speakers on yep. the, the economy, Idaho Forest Group. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you've got uh, any of these things that you were like, Hey, I'm kind of interested. Go check it out. It yeah. was really good. They're great. And you can, you know, fast forward and go through it and look right. for someone at your specifics. Own, yeah. At your own pace. Um, anyways, that's awesome. Long so. story short is the idea is to, to build a more robust group of people who are one degree, you know, in our inner circle, um, who we can lean on when mm-hmm. a question arises. Mm-hmm. So, um, nice thing about Bonner County is we have a diverse set of uh, industries that make up our economy. Yeah, we do. Um, so from healthcare to manufacturing, mm-hmm. technology to timber, mm-hmm. you know, we are really um, healthy because of that and have survived difficult economic times because of that, mm-hmm. which also means we have lots of problems that sometimes are unique. Uh, so if I pretended that I could answer every question that every business in town had, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be doing something different. And the reality is, is we have a ton of great minds around. Yeah. So I see myself <laughs> as the connector. Okay. Um, to a listen, identify when we don't have someone, find out who is that yeah. person, or yeah. if there are resources, programs, etc., available. Uh-huh. 
And that's proven to be really nice. So we started with strategic partnership meetings in early 2019. We mm-hmm. reached out to every municipality. We reached out to um, employers who weren't represented at the table. Right. Uh, we discussed how to expand our membership mm-hmm. and really hit kind of this full spectrum, kind of like listening year and, and engagement year where we then were able to put on a summit that reflected what we heard. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, as the executive director, you had a couple challenges coming in of narrowing focus and then developing how you're going to get really good at building these strategic partnerships and doing this stuff. How's it going? It's going great. So I think um, there's kind of four main buckets of work that you can identify as economic development really simply in kind of layman's terms. One is uh, supporting new startup businesses who are eager to locate their business in Bonner County. And I want to be right. really clear that we represent everywhere from Priest River, okay. you know, to Clark Fork. Yeah. And so I think it's important to say it's, you know, beyond the Sandpoint yeah. bubble. Yeah. Um, and that's important because growth numbers are different if you include the whole county. Housing challenges are different if you go outside of the city center. Totally. And we yeah. want to make sure that we're representing all of those communities. Okay. Um Ultimately, if you're going to start a business here, we want to be able to point you to resources, whether that means non-traditional lending institutions mm-hmm. like Panhandle Area Council or MoFi, right. uh, connecting you with other entrepreneurs who have been through the gamut and can help and serve so as helpful. personal yeah. resource. That's great. Um, so that's one bucket. The second is scaling and expanding current businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a main area that we're really focusing on. Okay. Um, and that, that's cool. It's really neat because we have a lot of great businesses who currently exist. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it comes at the cost of attraction, which is another bucket of trying to get new businesses right. to come here or relocate here. But that scaling and expansion of our current economic driven minded people, business right. leaders who are sh- struggling or on the verge of growing. That's really our bread and butter right now. It seems like that would be the safest arena to develop. It's the biggest arena, really. So the state came and did a presentation, and they gave a statistic, which I think is an Idaho statistic, not maybe specific to Bonner County, but 80% of economic development for them is scaling and retaining. Wow. Wow. Um, and so the importance of current businesses being That's able great. to thrive and get their challenges. Okay. Um, and so uh, that is why expanding our membership matters because these are active people uh-huh. in the community who okay. are able to show up and share that information. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what's been your biggest challenge so far as the executive director of the EDC? Oh. Just uh, getting personal with you, you know. Well, I don't. I think it's a challenging job because every every job is hard if you're doing important work. Um, I would say maybe the kind of common response to big ideas, which can be a little bit of fear, and like that's not how we've always done it. Okay. Um, The EDC isn't going to be the mechanism that introduces an idea. And runs with it. We're going to listen to the business community. Okay. And if there's opposition to those things, we're going to respond and, and be thoughtful. Uh-huh. But I think it would be good for us to imagine the outcome of responsible, thoughtful growth. Yes. Being in our control if we work together versus mm-hmm. shutting it out. And mm-hmm. I think the reality is, is that this area is growing. Idaho is the fastest growing state in the nation. Yep. Sandpoint specifically is the seventh fastest growing micropolitan in the yep. country. Yeah. And so it's easy to say, ooh, keep these people away and let the growth stall. Yep. Yep. Or how do we direct it in a way yeah. that does reflect our values and our rural um, integrity? So when we talk about growth and you look at the role of the businesses as it pertains to the growth in the community, um, what are some benchmarks or some some things that you look for uh, when you're um, looking at a business taking that next step. Sure. Um, you know, like, okay, so this is a business that wants to go to the next level, but it's got to kind of fit some parameters. Sure. Can you can you lay that out a little bit better? I think that was maybe a little muddled question, but, sure. um, you know, it seems like in order for there to be really thoughtful, responsible growth, 
the expectations of what does that look like have to be kind of predefined a little bit. Like it seems like there's a there's a something, some expectations that we're looking for from a development side um, that would be really good for for us to clarify. Is that something that you guys are in process on? Or well, I think um, we hear common things from small, medium, and large employers. And these are the topics that came up at the summit. And I think these are kind of baseline realities. So workforce, availability, and development. Um, How can we continue to grow if currently at the businesses at the size that they're at are struggling to fill the positions and retain employees? Well, the reality is is that there's a little bit of... um, faith you have to take as and risk you have to take as a business owner to push through that Mm -hmm. um i was just listening to charles manning at cochava speak at Mm -hmm. a meeting and there's a little bit of um reality that we have some gaps and we have to collectively solve those so i think identifying workforce development is um been done i think the theme in order to continue talking about responsible growth is how do we build solutions together? Yeah. Uh, so workforce development would be one parameter that is going to help us grow and make okay. it easier or harder. Yep. I think the housing market, you are way more educated on it than I am, but yeah. I've experienced it myself. Our employees are experiencing it every yeah. day. Our community yeah. members and neighbors are. Well, I'd love um, to dive into that, um, into that a little bit. Um, the reason why I think if we're going to define where the gaps are sure right whether it's availability or you know whatever the um as far as who we're bringing in attracting and then how we're scaling um i wonder i wonder what the biggest obstacle is to growth in this community do you think it's do you think it's a mindset or do you think it's it's a um some physical boundaries like is there you know, because it seems like, okay, we want to grow, sure. we want to get there, but it seems like we hit bumps consistently, almost like there's a little invisible barrier to going to a, to a certain level sure. uh, in the community. Do you see that? I, um, I, well, I don't think there's one answer to that question. Okay. I yeah. don't think it is no, one. And you actually just laid out several. Yeah. And I, I also believe that we are growing even when we are hitting bumps. And so... We got to give ourselves a little bit of credit as hey, well. Hey, um, yep, I good. went and sat on a panel <laughs> in Montana, um, the Downtown Montana Partnership, uh-huh. where they brought together thriving small and large towns, okay. and they invited Sandpoint to be a part of that, which was really cool. neat. Um, so I went and sat and represented Sandpoint specifically, and wearing my hat as the EDC um, director. And it was Bozeman, Butte, and Sandpoint sitting on this panel, and it was a really good picture of some regional locations that are connected by long roads that are in different places correct yeah um and not to paint a map that we're headed in one of those directions or not yeah but it was a really um engaging process to hear you know butte a town of over eighty thousand, potentially a hundred thousand in its heyday now struggling to get to forty thousand, and in a regrowth period bozeman the opposite's never been this large and basically can't get ahead of the growth um, and us kind of still sitting as this small but aspiring growing uh-huh. community. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of lessons to be learned in the region mm-hmm. and good and bad. You know, yeah. there's plenty of places we don't want to mimic what sure. they've done. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really valuable instead of saying we have to solve all these problems or know them from the inside. It's to okay. look outside and learn yeah. a little bit. No, that's such a great answer because I, I do think that we have to uh, we have to be able to be a little bit critical uh, in, in, in the sense of really picking it apart. Sure. Like what are the things that are preventing growth? What are the things that are helping growth? What right. are, you know, and I think that's part of what the role of the economic development corporation probably is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if we gain the trust of business leaders for them to be able to be mm-hmm. vulnerable and share their challenges, then we can connect the dots when they're, mm-hmm. their commonalities. Yes. Which yes. is why I named those two, the, the two topics, housing and workforce development are for sure the two common Correct. things we hear if you have two employees or if you have 200 employees the yep. same 
things are being discussed. That's amazing. Um, That's and that, amazing. that means we're unified in understanding our, our challenge. Right. Which is step one. We know what the issue is. So I think, yeah. you know, at the summit, which I highly encourage you to go and watch the um, videos, yeah. the, the concept that we tried to push this year is current action and solutions that people are trying um, even if they're imperfect. I, you know, I really appreciated that. <laughs> Thank you. And, and I will say that it was, I was shocked to see Todd Prescott there. Okay. Uh, and I know that he's on the board yes, he is. of the EDC. Um, but for years, um, it was like he'd develop him. Nobody would ever see him, yeah. you know? And so it's really good to see him out there. And, yeah. and it was great having some conversations with him great. Um, because I think that he holds one of the big keys yeah. to unlocking the workforce housing sure. um, in the area, not in the sense of just the bottom end in the low, low incomes, but he, he has a full range of incomes that he houses at the different projects he works with, which is what we need. Um, yeah. It's a full spectrum full challenge. Spectrum. It's, yeah, you know, it's if you're an executive at, um, uh, business here and you're yeah. getting paid a really yeah. good wage you're still running into market issues correct uh yeah. it's they're not the same issues as someone who maybe needs uh, financial support to yep. get into housing yep. Yep. Um, but the reality is is we're mm -hmm. all looking for as mark uh, brinkmeyer put it shelter yeah uh, and i think that's something that we can all agree on that everybody deserves a place to live and have that yep. not be the reason they can't regardless afford regardless of their else. circumstances yeah totally. so um when we talk about housing uh, specifically, um, what are some of the, what, you know, I mean, we're, we're touching on this in that we need a broad scope. Um, what are you hearing from specifically anything that you're hearing from employers, um, as to solutions that they're coming up with? Are you hearing of them say, Oh, here's how we're kind of fixing it at all? Well, I can speak to, and this was shared at the summit. Um, Schweitzer definitely is a leader, um, both because of the volume mm -hmm. of people they hire, and then That's of course the season, the season, yeah. seasonality yeah. of it. Um, they have kind of both a housing uh, need for long-term employees mm -hmm. who are keeping them afloat year-round mm -hmm. and doing kind of the administrative uh, management level jobs, and then they have a, kind of a large influx of renters uh -huh. who want to be able to, seasonal who want to mm -hmm. be able to come in participate. Right. Um, and I think the reality is, is as they continue to invest in their own business with a beautiful new road, a new lift, they're putting money on the table to say, we trust that this community Absolutely. can help sustain this business. Yes. And I find, A, that to be reassuring and awesome because I it's love Schweitzer. Yep. Um, but a responsibility that then we all must share to say, how do we build affordable, rentable house, housing alongside great single family homes Correct. alongside mm -hmm. density and all of these other factors that make an ecosystem of mm -hmm. housing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Schweitzer is really candid about that challenge yeah. because there's no secret about the lifties needing a place to live yeah, uh, and their willingness to live in town if they can find that. Yeah. And actually the desire sure. to live in town. Yeah. So I think there's, there's a couple of developers who are coming in and trying to build market rate rentable places mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. the market rate rent sometimes outweighs the you know the wages that our businesses can afford to pay that's right so it, there it, is, is there's a, a very, little bit there on the wage side as well yeah and that was the piece that i was talking about with the wages catching up with the housing prices and sure. the gap is so huge sure. uh, for a median income mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that i look at um with that is that we have to have a a multiple types of housing um, but in order to have multiple types of housing you have to have multiple types of pricing and i think that we've we're moving into a place where the even the the different types of housing are all getting the same pricing you know unless mm -hmm. it's a subsidized form it used to be like in a market where a two-bedroom would be a lot less than a sure. three sure now they're very fairly comparable yeah. um so we're losing the gaps between sure. and so there's some big challenges around that um is this, that because of inventory that's a question for yeah, you i think it is an inventory issue okay. totally um i think that if we had um if we had a developer come in let's just 
total hypothetical. This is not happening. I don't have any news. Sure. This is not, I'm not breaking, breaking news, news here. Um, but if uh, if there was a developer that came in, um, just say uh, in Sully Valley, just outside of Kootenai, there's some area city impact there that they uh, say Kootenai decides to annex off 150 acres around Kootenai. That's all currently private property. Um, and they annex that off into the city and they increase sewer, they increase all that stuff over the next 10 years. Um, well, all of those, any development that went into that area city impact would, uh, or that gets annexed, all of that would be overpriced by the time it's built. So in order, in order to actually uh, see, a, see a change, if there was a development now, say that took 40 acres, uh, that was close to a town in the area city impact, and they were able to uh, invest and get you know infrastructure and roads in. That's the biggest challenge, sure. really, is getting water, sewer, you know, uh, the roads, um, and all of that stuff to it. And they say they built a hundred units out, um, duplexes, or anything like that. This kind of like um, little thing there. Um, if if a huge chunk of inventory came on the market the prices would be suppressed for a season they'd okay. come down for a season right but then they'd start climbing again sure why because we're growing well and so we don't have a, it's we the market right? it's the market we yeah. don't have enough building happening mm -hmm. like we've got a lot of building for people who are here all time like they're like oh my gosh like the building permits are a lot and it's like it's still not matching our growth mm -hmm. and so if we increase the inventory um to match the growth We'd have a price suppression that would probably last three or four years. But then because of where we live, there's always upward pressure. Sure. We'll never get around that. Right. Um, so I think it is an inventory. I think it's a planning issue. That's why I'm excited for some of the, um, you know, the county doing some planning sure. and working on their plan. The city's working on their long-term plans um, of standpoint, because at this point, if we don't, if we don't do something, we will sure. have, um, either extreme subsidized housing yeah. or no, <laughs> sure. no housing available for people who want to live and work here. I think well, we're on a precipice that I don't think we can fully grasp yet. Well, and it's interesting you say it's like if we don't do this, one of the things that <laughs> I, you know, part of the reason I am in my role mm -hmm. is because I want to be a part of the we that helps. Yeah. Yeah. The solution. Well, and, um, and I think that the, the employers have a key role. Exactly. To play in the housing crisis. Well, and I think that in a good way. If if you can take an issue or a challenge yep. that's facing our community at large, mm -hmm. and then pinpoint to what the EDC can do to help. One, we can combine the voices of employers and business owners, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. listen to them, and be able because they are major influencers. They mm -hmm. they they drive the resources that end up in the pockets of other business Correct. owners, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in you know in mortgages and all these other yeah. payments. Yeah. That if we can take that group and get them aligned to move forward together, mm -hmm. then um, then we'll be in a better place as a community. So we're surveying employers. We ask employers to let us know because, sure. uh, uh, and I'll, I'll send it over to you, uh, because we're, we're looking to get feedback from the employers, from the employees. Yeah. Um, so we have a survey monkey that we send out to cool. the employers and they can send out to all their people and uh, we customize it to the business. Awesome. So they can ask even some of their own personalized inner, you know, business questions that right. they want to ask their employees. Um, and that way they can um, get full feedback on where are their employees at and see it on a graph, see it on a chart. Because oh. it makes it much easier to comprehend what the needs are yeah. uh, when you go, oh, 70% of our people don't think they can afford to live here. Gulp. Mm -hmm. It's not anecdotal sure. anymore. Sure. You know, and I think we're trying to, some, trying to help that process. data. Yeah. Trying straight to do from that. the mouths of the trying. employees. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That'd be great to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll and get that over to you. Be good. We, we just launched a new website um, and it's in a foundational place where we can build and become a resource driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. um, a strategic good. partnership with Come on, giddy up. housing agency is yeah. great because That's I think awesome. that if you have tools that you guys are spending resources and dollars on that are beneficial, we don't, we don't need to do that. We Correct. can just share yours. So. Well, and we are now officially members. Oh, I, I saw that. Thank hey, you. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. So we, you were doing a little bit of membership drive. Yeah. So we changed the model a little bit. And this was based on feedback, um, both from current uh, board of directors who mm -hmm. were trying to help us 
build our membership and found kind of a a bulk at a $500 membership seemed extensive for small and medium-sized businesses. And I agree. I think about that wearing my Matchwood mm-hmm. hat and mm-hmm. those dollars are either wages for your employees mm-hmm. or putting into your product or for a membership. And so we wanted to provide and clearly define what service we deliver right? Um, and make the threshold a little bit lower. So our, membership, our annual memberships for a small and medium business are $149 mm-hmm. a year. And uh, that gives you access to two events that we're going to be planning, plus um, you would renew right before the summit. Okay. So that yeah. would be how it goes. We're yeah. going to try to have renewal period be right before the summit awesome. next yeah. fall. Yeah. Uh, and these new kind of networking, communication mm-hmm. style education events mm-hmm. um, are something we used to do uh, and got away from. And we're going to kind of bring them back and try to be a bit specific about their value and maybe bring in a guest speaker from yeah out of our community that'd be great yeah. Uh, yeah. so those are some things we'll be offering you can become a member online at the summit we um, turned 30% of our attendees into um, members which was well great. and you were looking for 10 yeah we did more than that so hey it's awesome good job thank good you job. so much um, what has been your biggest victory so far uh, with uh, BCEDC uh, I mean I can name a really great recent victory yeah uh, which is um, and we won't take credit for this but participation and partnership uh, in the sale of Quest to an amazing company Daher um, a French um, based company uh-huh. they are a 156 year old company wow uh, they are the oldest still manufacturing airplane manufacturer uh, in the world wow they, in concert with Quest, uh, acquired the Kodiak. Um, it's been in the news a little bit. Mm-hmm. Their executive team just finished almost a week-long visit here. And I can just, I can't express enough how committed to Sandpoint they told us they were. Wow. Um, the potential for new high-paying mm. jobs that they could bring. Uh, to our to our entire county, not just Sandpoint, um, and then of course the chain reaction to having such a major um, uh, company come to our area. And people say, well, why Sandpoint? Well, they're based in a tiny little town in France, smaller <laughs> than Sandpoint, and they find value in a tight knit community come that works on. really hard. That's great. And so it's a huge win. And Quest and the <laughs> owners there and the executive team mm-hmm. there deserve all the credit for creating such an amazing company. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they will continue to employ the people who work at Quest now and are going to grow. And that means great things for our county. That's amazing. That's, really That's cool. great. Good, good. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up our time yeah. a little bit, um, do you have any thoughts on um, this next year, 2020 growth in Bonner County? Um, obviously, we'll have some plans coming through with the county and the uh, yeah. city with their uh, comprehensive plans in the works. Um, so what are what are some things that you're kind of seeing on the horizon that we should be aware of? Um, from a housing standpoint, I think the city's really committed to addressing some zoning uh-huh. um, and yep. fee structure yep. challenges that we're running into um, to increase density. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really smart play. Yeah, I think they're trying to be creative with that sure. to maintain the at least the conversations that I've had. I've been sure. in all the planning meetings, so yeah. you know I think they're doing a good job of that. Um, and that's standpoint specific. However, I think places like Priest River uh-huh. and Ponderay are mm-hmm. also expanding, mm-hmm. growing, yeah. and shining things up. You know, the downtown mm-hmm. revitalization project in Priest River, downtown Priest River looks great. Looks very good. Um, yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna, just down there the other day. Yeah. They have a thriving chamber of commerce. Uh-huh. Um, they've got their own little. Uh, industrial business park that their Priest River Development Corporation runs, and we uh-huh. partner with them Good. in trying to keep our air on the ground, but letting local leaders run Priest River the way they want to run it. Priest River's been the most successful place for us to develop housing. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, There's some really great energy in Priest River right mm-hmm. now, and we're cool. really excited. I actually spend quite a bit of time down there. Awesome. Um, so those are all exciting things that we can expect. And then I think, you know, uh, the downtown project in Sandpoint it's going to be beautiful when it's all done when it's all done yeah come on um and hopefully <laughs> um folks are still visiting the businesses down there right uh-huh. now and that's really hey, important i will tell you uh through the construction i've i've gone down to some of the restaurants that Great. are down there and they're full 
yeah. every time I go down there. So they people are. are willing to make the walk. Yeah, that's right. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, hardy up here, so. That's <laughs> and um, yeah, I just think really just a, a solid ecosystem um, is is kind of developing here. Uh-huh. And if you are a business owner or a former business owner or just an active community member who has concerns, mm-hmm. I think being a part of the solution is, is the way, is the way to channel that energy. Yeah, that's great. So. That's really good. And, um, when you look forward, uh, with Matchwood Brewing, what, what are some things you see on your horizon there? What do you, what do you well, see happening? Well, we just hired a new head chef, oh. uh, who actually moved here from Colorado. He has over 25 years of experience and, um, he has, so does that mean you're getting a new menu? We have already launched a winter menu that Ooh. has nine new items on it, including wow, cool. some of our favorites from before. Okay, okay. So it's not so completely. Nobody's going to panic. Nobody's going to panic about losing <laughs> the mac and cheese bites. Um, we've hired an additional brewer who okay, has cool. amazing experience out of Portland, Oregon, from a brewery at, at Upright Brewing Company. Okay, great. Um, which is a really highly regarded brewery, and we're lucky to have Bobby. Um, so really... Um, making sure that we have the talent on hand to continue to make a high quality product uh-huh. and round out the corners uh-huh. of a Great. first year business. Great. Um, and you can expect a lot more community events, uh-huh. um, cool. fun things happening this spring, but don't That's forget great. to visit us in the winter too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really appreciate, um, the way that you've, uh, handled, uh, coming on, uh, I, I've always done multiple things at the same time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just, sure. I think I'm kind of wired that way. Yeah. You know, just doing one thing, I'm like, I'm a little bored. Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm always um, doing multiple things. And with that, you've done very well at integrating your role uh, with the EDC and running a small business here in town. I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. I, I don't think that the average bear could do that well. <laughs> Thank you. And so uh, nothing against average bears. I'm not calling anybody a bear. I'm just saying you're, you you seem to be rising above um, in the expectations. I think what people, what people would think because they're thinking you're crazy. You wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. And you've done a great job. Thank so, you. I appreciate uh, that. Just, you know, kudos uh, to you on that. Um, any last thoughts that you want to share with, uh, with the people who are listening or watching today um, about one, BCEDC? One of the things that with the launch of the new website is to be able to have a more manageable and easy tool that I can update regularly so it's not yeah, yeah, stale. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's good. exciting. The second piece, so check that out on our yeah. countyedc.com. Okay. The second piece is that we launched social media, and this is not to fill your feed with uh, useless information, but rather a communication tool that is quick and easy. Um, we're finding that just email rate, open rate, people are bombarded with so many advertisements and things every day. So we're trying to use our social media as a mechanism to spread information that helps you stay connected to our organization okay, so great. follow us on facebook and instagram right okay. now okay and so facebook and instagram are in the link below yep and so um you definitely want to follow the the website facebook instagram now um uh happy thanksgiving thank you right it's a big yeah. week coming up enjoy your event wednesday yeah it's gonna be great i'm gonna be out of town with family so well, we, good, we we drive over to spokane to stay with my mom have for fun. the weekend and uh have a great time there so uh, andrea thank you so much for coming on today thank you really appreciated you having having you on yeah me okay. too All thanks right. for the invite yeah you bet okay. we'll have you on again uh, as uh, as the year wears on that sounds great. all right okay great thanks